everybody did comedy in the 90s. They put up a, they put up a brick wall and they were like, like okay, space camera. there you go. Because everyone's constantly it's laughing like at everything Vader's they do. Darth Vader's birth control device, doesn't it? <laughs> it's a nice camera if you're from the planet. Oh, thank you very much. War of the Worlds. The, the agent for War of the Worlds, ladies and gentlemen. The agent for War of the Worlds. How are you? Nice to see you. Great. You know... <laughs> Get in, get out. How are you, babe? How's it going, all right? Everything okay? You've covered sports, haven't you? Have, do you ever cover a sporting event? Yes. <laughs> a true cameraman doesn't speak. The cameraman, the that camera nodded good. for hey, that, hey, just for the radio listening audience. The opening act was Carrot Head, Carrot Top, and he did all prop comedy like a fucking hack. It was amazing. It was all prop comedy, the whole thing. You're just terrible. in love. Uh, no, it's nice that you have your hand up to the elbow, upper dress. That's very, <laughs> very subtle and... Well, it's good to be friends with the Russians, isn't it? Yeah, right, sure. <laughs> no, I got the Russians, I don't trust the Russians, and I'll tell you why. This, I know this is bad for detente, but whatever you want to call it. Um, we've had a problem with them for a long time, but the thing that really threw me about the Russians is when Chernobyl occurred, they had a nuclear meltdown, and the Russians pretended like nothing was happening. They wouldn't What's have old is new again? Others, you know, countries around Russia were affected by it, like cows in Sweden started to be born with two heads, and people in Poland Russians? started getting smarter. So you knew that there was, you knew there was an accident. Whoa, yeah. Whoa, like he's so edgy. But you know. <laughs> Like, there's no reason for those jokes. Yeah. Okay. They're just jokes out of the void. They have no history to them. Yeah. Look at him be edgy, Richard Belzer. No one even knows who he is anymore. Come on. Well, I live here now. I live in L.A. Well, yeah. It's really CSI different than New York. Just a little. It's a little different. It's three hours and five years behind New York. No, I don't mean to demean L.A. because L.A., that means itself, but you know, I've always felt that... <laughs> no, I, I, because the people here, for some reason, when they talk, it's like evolution took a left in L.A. So when people talk here, they go up and down, like, like their spines aren't fully developed, you know. Like, oh, you're from New York? Oh, wow. <laughs> Avocados? Wow. <laughs> you can stand still, I'm getting motion sickness over here. And L.A. cops and New York cops are totally different. L.A. cops are very strict, as you know. New York cops are very laid back. You'd be driving down the street in New York, beer between your legs, seatbelt flapping out the door, and go through five red lights. New York cop will go, give me coffee on the way back. And L.A., the cops are, all right, pull over, your left speaker's out. You don't have Dolby? Spread them. <laughs> and that's why people become that way. And I'll, oh, sorry, officer, sorry. <laughs> so it's not really demeaning, it's fear, I guess. <laughs> and earthquakes are a pretty exciting thing to happen. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things can happen to you in New York, but the earth never opens up and says, check, please. <laughs> do that. My first earthquake experience was very sobering, very serious. I was in bed with my future ex-fiance. And, uh, and we were, you know, we were, we were doing something. Uh, 
we're engaged in some activities. And all of a sudden, the bed started shaking a little more. I figured, I'm definitely going to marry this woman. This is great. <laughs> then the room started shaking. Then the earth started shaking. I figured, hey, I'm the greatest piece of <laughs> in the world. Yeah. You ever notice when little kids get embarrassed, they always lift up whatever they have on, like little boys lift up their jackets, little girls lift their dresses over their head. I think we never should stop doing this as adults. Well, say you're a chick, you're going for a job, you don't think you're going to get the job. Lift your dress up over your head. Say, I want the job, I need a job. Probably get the job, you know what I'm saying? Just a theory may not be true. I'd like to play the piano for you now, ladies and gentlemen, if I may. Yeah. What can't Richard like Belzer do? Can you cover this? Okay. <laughs> but I don't play the piano, so uh, I'd like to play, but I don't. I don't actually play. I'd like to, Lord. Oh, look at that classic joke circumvented our idea. Oh, look at that classic <laughs> twist. To all the girls who I took $10 from their purse before. <laughs> do you ever notice that all male nightclub singers do the same thing when they come out? They all give you this move, right? Everything's gonna be okay as soon as I get my neck fixed. <laughs> what kind of neck is this? <laughs> so Sinatra sings. You can't make fun of Frank. You can make fun of the Pope. You can make fun of the President. You can't make fun of Frank. I don't know what the big deal is. He's only a singer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. Sorry. Sorry, Mrs. Sinatra. The way kids walk, I know, I figured out why black people walk the way, the reason black people walk the way they do is because for hundreds of years, black people have been denied the use of white bathrooms. That's how the walk evolved. Like a black guy walk up to a white place, ask if he used the bathroom. Say, okay, is the bathroom? No? <laughs> have a good night, thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks, Richard. And now, Cheech Marin. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, they, they didn't tell me people were going to be out here. <laughs> You know, it's really nice uh, being at the Improv. I haven't been here for many years, and actually, uh, I want to share something with you that probably not a lot of people know. Like, so many young comics, uh, I owe it all to be, but hey, sound. <laughs> I thought it was just me. <laughs> Flashback. Is he talking or isn't he? Who gives a yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Like um, a lot of young comics, uh, I would all to Bud Friedman. Uh, I'd like to explain, uh, in the mid-60s, Tommy Chong and I came to town and we were a couple fresh-faced kids and we walked into the improvisation and we did our act. And we were really new and kind of wrong. We really didn't know what we were talking about or doing. And as we walked off stage, Bud Friedman said something to me that changed my life forever. He turned to me and said, want to buy some dope? <laughs> 
sir. Yeah, you know, we gave him 10 bucks, he gave us a nickel bag. And so we went home and wrote, you know, and the next thing I knew was 10 years later, I had $5 million in the bank. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bob. forget that. As a matter of fact, that's how he got his name, Bud. <laughs> no, 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 just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so uh, how many people remember those movies I used to do with Chong? <laughs> that's great, because I don't, man. <laughs> what happened to them? Were they any good? Yeah, you laughed? Oh, good. So now I'm on the Golden Palace, and it's great because we have the Golden Girls, and they're very hip, you know? And uh, nobody really believes that, but yesterday, Estelle Getty came up to me and gave me a hit of Afrin. It's like, God, Estelle, this is great. Where'd you get this stuff? She said, Bud Friedman. Thank you, Cheech. Next on stage, Caroline Ray. How are you? What is this, SPCA night? Stop it. Barking. I know that my skirt is too tight. It's because I have the opposite of anorexia. I think I'm thin. <laughs> Jump on the punchline. Thanks so much. <laughs> I went to the hairdresser today and I asked for a trim, but apparently the woman thought I said, make me look like an astronaut's wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's not that funny. Jeez. My mother gets her hair done every single week. And when she gets it done, she looks like she's wearing an L.A. Rams helmet. You know what I mean? She brings a picture of Margaret Thatcher to the hairdresser with it. Like this, but higher. And when she goes swimming, she's never gotten it wet in her entire life. Hey, hey, you kids, don't splash me. I've just had my hair done. <laughs> Hi, Betty. Darling swimsuit. Where'd you get that? Talbot's? It's precious. <laughs> and then she's in the shallow end for about half an hour before she gets in doing this, putting the water all over her body. <laughs> so my body doesn't go into shock. I'm like, Mom, it's a country club. People pee in the pool. <laughs> My mother's bridge group is so catty, they all wear catheters for fear of leaving the room and being talked about. <laughs> it's that kind of crowd. It was very embarrassing, though, because, uh, my... Thanks. Uh, <laughs> my mother came to visit me recently, and she took off her makeup with one of my today's sponges. <laughs> oh, darling, these are fabulous. Things. They have a handle. Fresh <laughs> First I was mad and then I thought, hey, at least they're getting used. <laughs> you know what's a funny form of contraceptive? The pill. Because you have to keep on taking it every day on a daily basis, regardless of what's going on in your love life. Okay. So it's so nice during those lulls to have a daily reminder. No one in my life. <laughs> Can you imagine if you had to wear a condom for 30 days before it was any good? <laughs> Day 28. Someone might call. 
She does have great hair, though. I can't see it, but it is, it is a great hair, dude. It's really fluffy. You're frightening. So. Before the hair extensions. Child, youngest for three girls, typical youngest child. Dates come to pick me up, I automatically get in the back seat. Um, <laughs> punching down at herself, look at that. It's classic. embarrassing though, because my sisters are incredibly successful. And you know, they're sitting around talking about what to get my mother for Christmas, and they're like, well, maybe we should get her a Rolex. And they just look at me, and you just make another nice card. <laughs> Christmas because my parents are divorced and so every Christmas we all have to call my father so we're sitting at my father my mother's house we're all sitting there around the phone my sisters and my mother and we call up and we're like hi hi dad I just want to say Merry Christmas and then my sister's like did you get the tie ask me if he got the belt and my mother ask him if he's happy he ruined our lives <laughs> he says no no yes <laughs> No, I'm not. Okay, yes, I am. <laughs> um, my mother thinks I'm too aggressive with men, because I had my last boyfriend put to sleep. And, um, I felt really bad, because he knew where we were going as soon as he got in the car. <laughs> it took me forever to get him in that little carrier. God. I had to put a beer in it. Come on, honey, get it. There you go. <laughs> newscaster for a while but he drove me crazy because every time we were in bed everything he said sounded like he was delivering the news and he thought he was so funny he'd say things like this just in <laughs> and it's a clean joke back to Damn you Caroline known my relationship was over, but you try and ignore those telltale signs, you know? Three in the bed where there used to be two. Maybe it got smaller. No. Him going out, always introducing me as his sister. You know, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> you know what I hate being single is when you have to walk down the street and pass construction workers, and they always say something disgusting to you. <laughs> you just walk along, mind your own business, and suddenly one of them goes... Maria. <laughs> like, what do they think? I'm gonna run over and go, Tony, is that you? <laughs> Hi. Maria. That was a West Side Story joke. If they could show me, like, one marriage that has come from this kind of an introduction. <laughs> Besides Elizabeth Taylor. Um, say mommy how did you and daddy meet well there I was walking along the street one day and uh, your father screamed the most disgusting things at me <laughs> something about wanting to eat his lunch off my ass <laughs> yeah, I was so turned jokes. on I threw myself into the back of his truck <laughs> it's never going to happen she put her microphone away when so she was dieting? done, but she keeps going. She's over five, Good. but she's killing uh, I'm totally sick of dieting. I'm not going to do it again. It's because the only reason we do it because of these ridiculous stereotypes on the cover of magazines, these skinny freaks of nature. I think we should be able to buy magazines in sizes. Wouldn't that be better? <laughs> I'll have Cosmopolitan in a 16. Yeah. And for my husband, I'll have the balding, sagging butt GQ. <laughs> Thank you very much. There she goes.
back. 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 And now here comes Bobby Collins. I haven't had Mexican oh, food no, I in two years. I had Mexican food last night. Now I know why it waited two years beforehand. I couldn't make it out the door. I swear to God, I'm walking out there, I had like Jiffy Pop in my underwear. I'm like... Opening the pizza, like a professional. By the time I got to my car, 17 cats were pulling on me. Get out of here, will you get out of here? Oh, God. And I still feel it. I woke up last night. You know, you wake up in that haze. I thought I saw a donkey in my bedroom. And I'm waking up the wife because I didn't know if it was reality. And it's looking at me going, nah, nah. Oh, honey, honey, wake up. There's a donkey right in the bedroom there. Oh, shut up, Gummersnake. You know, shut up, Gummersnake. There's no donkey. Now I'm making deals with the donkey. I'm like, donkey, come on, nah, honey. I came in from Miami. Yeah, hey, look, you know, I feel bad for people with the hurricanes and Homestead and this and that. He's not I feel killing bad, it right bro, now. But these, the people in the trailer parks, so well. didn't they ever see, he's like, the Wizard of Oz? He's a nice yellow blazer, and I'm really appreciating his amazing I mean, these natural plants. disasters, hurricanes, tornadoes, they're whipping around up there. They know the each mullet. other. They're like red yeah, trailer the shoulder pads. Ah. This is like 1996. And then they interview these people. They He's had like the one gold. guy on. Very well. There were some dental problems. Little problems. I had like one tooth. One tooth. I'm watching here in Los Angeles, and the guy's like, um, and they're asking him, did you know a hurricane was coming? Well, yeah, I, I know. It was coming. Chip in, buy him a bridge. Come on, come on, he's spitting on the camera. Today, did he just go full retard? And then the I think he's he embarrassed, and they're going, well, what did we learn from Tom Cruise? Never go full retard. Oh, well, what movie was that? Uh, Tropic Thunder. The Wheel of Fortune. Uh, I gotta tell you. So, and I'm down there, the Robert longest Downey. lights in the world. You stop off at a red light in this Miami. Richard Belzer and I took a board. nap. <laughs> Two people, the car next to me, the people, they were dead. He's trying. He's, yeah, no, and the people, he's getting them back. He's, he's just, on this one, not my favorite yet. He's moving then you go, Then you pull into this, I pull into this gas station that you can buy, like, gas and, like, furniture, anything, anything. <laughs> I did, I walked in there, I go, Excuse me, can I have some uh, pump number seven? And uh, how much is that couch? <laughs> and they sold wedding cakes there. Who buys a wedding cake from the Chevron Mini Mart? Yeah. Oh, Mary, great dresses for the bridesmaids. Where'd you get your cake? Chevron Mini Mart. <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. And then I go up there and the guy, uh, Mabutu or whatever, the, and the guy, they don't know you're in America learning. It's just learning. 96. They didn't give a yeah. fuck, yo. Oh, we're getting boos and claps. He's being edgy. Raises Joe's little bit brown. I swear to God, the guy went, oh, no, 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 no. And I went, oh, I'm sorry. Pump number seven, and I'll pay for this here. 
This is the, but this people this like, stuff. This everyone was getting a hot five. Other people on this. We're gonna see Adam Sandler later. We're gonna see on the next one Chris Rock. Jim Carrey's up soon. Up next, I think. Yeah, Jim Carrey's up next. So let's just sit through and wait this bullshit out. Yeah. He, he kept his microphone in the stand. Like he's he knows he's gonna leave. Like he knows it's almost over. I can't wait to see Jim, Jim, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey as a stand-up is oh, he's all act outs. Like he's amazing. People are nuts looking at him. Oh god. Online. You are losing I came home. Yeah, I love my dog. Love my dog. I walked in the house. Usually I got a golden retriever. My dog's usually like when you walk in, hello, Bobby, where you been? I love you so much. Give me a cat. <laughs> I walk in and he's like behind the couch giving me a look like, oh, uh, you're home. Yeah, how you doing? How you doing? I'm like, what's the matter? Where'd Bobby Collins go? Is that where he is? Oh my gosh, my so Pancake's showing me new Bobby Collins now that he's shaped his mullet off there. and he looks much different. There was smoke. Is he still doing comedy? It looks respectable, and he's releasing and books. And the dog's giving me okay. a look like... Uh, Maybe he's a, a better writer, like, Billy uh, Collins. Four amazing. big black dogs came in here. See, four big black dogs. Why do you have to say black dogs? Because he's all on the racism tip. But 20 years ago, I guess that was... And my wife's ready to hit him. Different. And I'm looking at him like, well, did you see what they look like? But I remember with the, you know, hickory dickory dock, this bitch is such a, sucking my cock. Like, that was all, I mean, that's Andy Dice Clay, but... Thank you, Bobby. Back in and these days. comes Jim Carrey. Ah! Starting with his arm broken over his amazing double-jointed shoulders, just showing it off like a champion. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, feeling a little strange tonight, and I'm not sure why. Uh, <laughs> it's like a fake arm. It's amazing. No, I'm kidding you. That's just a little bit of a physical gag to get the show started off with a bang. And well, you won't be seeing much more physical humor in my show. You <laughs> 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 just fell on the ground so fast, like fell backward, dude. That was amazing. Look how young he is. Well, now that I'm warmed up, I'd. Uh... Oh my God, he looks like he's 22. <laughs> Right now, what I'd like to do is I'd like to take yeah. you all on a little trip down to Caesar's Palace in He's Las very Vegas. Well and I'd like to give you all a little taste of the Candyman. So physical. So funny. I think it's an Elton John impression. Because he's got the weird glasses on. Right on, man. He's got his butt out. It's very funny. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to sing a really... Groovy, young. 
It's yeah, it's Sam Jameson. language. Crazy lazy, I think, and his chin is. Applause breaks in the 90s were much bigger than they are now, I believe. They, they all cl the, the clap anything. Now he's taking off his clothes. Love it. Love it. Taking, yeah, took off his. It mm. is now audience participation time. <laughs> when I count to three and I hold the mic over the audience, I want to hear everyone in this entire place bring down this roof. It's going to hurt, but it'll be fun, I swear. <laughs> I want to hear you bring down this roof with your best, your most blood-curdling scream. <laughs> All that anger, let me have it. One, two, three! <laughs> Cowards. Cowards! You wouldn't believe how much that turns me on. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to get through the show without it, and I thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, I'd like you to do that through this entire next song. <laughs> I would. Songs? I didn't know Jim Carrey did songs. Because here comes well, they're all the sexy, yeah, yeah. the incomparable Tom Jones! Yeah! Oh dear lord, he's dancing. Look at his butt. Yeah, he commits, he's committing. Here we go. Oh shit. I saw the light on the night that I pressed my way. I saw the glimmering shows of love on the blind. He's got some Andy Kaufman in there. He was Andy Kaufman in the movie. My, 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 Delilah. Why, 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 Delilah. Oh, dear. 
I can't believe that Jim Carrey just did impressions Thanks, of Jim. songs. Next up, Richard Lewis. Okay, so we have Richard Lewis, Tim Allen, and then it's over, and then we go to disc two. I just met Billy backstage, and I... I'm here to improv. I love it. I love your hot audience. I resent that I have to be here because I, I could have been a caterer at one time, and... Uh, oh, yes. It's a, a frightening thing, but I'll try to come through for you and come through for myself, and... Uh, if he cut his hair, it'd be so cute. That's about it. I really don't have much more than that. I've been lying to people out here for years, and... Uh, very tough business. I used to, I, I like the improv because, uh, well, there's no other place to go. Go to Farmer's Market for the farmer. <laughs> That's what I'm performing. Farmer's Market. I'm out of therapy now. I had to continue to finish the I had a furnished apartment. I just, I just flashed on this. It was like the, this looked like the apartment. This was like the furnished. They don't give you good stuff, by the way. It's, you have to Take live with it. They force you. I had a, it was like a picture over my sofa. It was a black velvet picture of a rabbi and a Brahma bull. It was a depressing kind of thing. And, uh, you can't get it. You try to pull it off, and the person next door is trying to push it on. Cause they had it straight. And uh, the first week, first week, I had a date. I'll never forget this. It was an important date for me, and uh, I wanted to see if I could date in a, in a furnished apartment. It was a new thing for me, and uh, it was like the uh, coffee table. It looked like this, and it was like an ashtray, and uh, the woman said, uh, Richard, it's my voice. I must say now, my, my impressions are, it's the worst, and uh, I'm out of therapy, and yet I must date women that talk like me. I'm discouraged about that phenomenon. And, uh, but the woman said, can I have the ashtray? And I said, yes, you can. In my voice, it sounds like hers. That's why my act goes to the toilet, because don't understand. And uh, I picked up the ashtray, and it was riveted on. Everything is riveted on everywhere you go, so that was that, was that and... Uh, the mouse was the uh, turning point. I saw a mouse, and uh, if you're a nervous person, a little high-strung, but in psychotherapy, and you see a mouse, forget it. It's like Doctari time in your house there, and uh, it was like, ooh, ooh. Well, that's not the, ooh. you know, I worked on that impression for three and a half months. With a, it's a mouse. That's supposed to be a mouse, too. I don't know what that's a halibut. I don't know what that is either. That's a mouse. A mouse on acid. I don't know what that is. Yeah, but, uh, a mouse on acid. I saw the mouse, and I stood on the date was there, and I stood on the table, and uh, which is riveted on to the kitchen floor, and uh, even the Hoover was riveted on. You couldn't do it. You couldn't move. You're, you have, they come to nail your feet down there. It's a horrible thing. And I stood up, and I saw the whoo, whoo, as if I should do it again. That's why I'm disgusted with myself. I saw the mouse there, and uh, he's kneeling on the stool. It's fine. Uh, He's just ripping with the crowd. I don't even know if he's actually I doing said, a joke or not. I have to tell you what I said. Otherwise, this is a ridiculous situation. I, mean, I said, eek. You have to say eek. It's a thing. You try to repress the eek. You have to say it. And then I went, there's a mouse in the house. You have to say eek and there's a mouse in the house. It's not hilarious. Look, I'm not going for jokes. Just for human relations here. That's really what I care about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send up Oh, they just faded into another part. They just cut his set. This isn't a straight set of five minutes. This isn't, they faded in. Cheater. No, they didn't. It was a full, everyone else was continuous. This, they just faded out and faded back in. Because he didn't have as good a set as he was hoping. And there was Clue. I saw Clue. He described him. And I think the laugh broke this time. That's being very kind to Richard Lewis. I used to go to a guy in uh, Jersey, Sal, 40 bucks would have been like a subscription book, you know, for like three years. It's like, 
open that. The Fleur. Oh, the sow was like, well, the whole thing. It's a good guy if you cut us off. The Fleur was unbelievable. It was like 12 guys yeah, that opened heart surgery around my hair there. It was like, uh, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I, I, you know, you look good, though. For about a second and a half, they hold this mirror up. I think they glue another head well, I mean, onto that mirror, I'm pretty sure. He just keeps, chair, keeps saying words and he's entertaining with his, he's got the right energy. So. What he's saying isn't necessarily super funny, but he's funny. You, I held this behind who held the blow. It was like a whole assembly line, like a, a Burl Ives folk song, the moose away, the cat away. I was so upset, I popped out of the chair. Maybe I was nuts, like I had a gun. I'm getting out of there now, you bastards. No more money, no more money. And they just looked at me, they were calm and cool, and they said, what do you use on your hair, Mr. Lewis? I'll tell you what I use. I'll tell you what I use. I use baby shampoo, my friends, okay? Because it's very easy. It doesn't hurt the hair. And they laughed. They went, oh, 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 oh. They laughed like the modern airs in harmony there. And they wouldn't let me go. What guilt they were throwing. They opened up this big cabinet. It was like, ah, there's a thousand bottles of rinse and schmints and crinch. I had a cash of bond to get out of this place. It was all right. Rinse number nine. Let every hair have a follicle orgasm. And they put a litmus paper. It's going to rain, you know? And, uh... Listen, you're a wonderful crowd, and uh, come back to the improv. What, what did he actually... He was just entertaining. And person. now, here we come. Oh, sorry. Tim Allen. Hey, Oh, here we go. Tim Allen. Nice to see you. I'm having a pretty bad week. I just got back from a... kind of a family reunion, and I got seven brothers and two sisters, and I realize now, and I'm... I hate to admit it, but men are pigs. <laughs> you women will agree, right? Men are pigs, right? He's very still, and he's leaving the microphone just yeah, in the stand. Yeah, it's just too bad we own everything. Still. <laughs> And he's very specific with his stuff. Gideon. See, see how he's an actor. See how specific right, seven he is? boys, two girls. She always called us pigs. You little pigs. You little red-butted, primate little monkey pigs. All you do is poop and eat around here. That's all you do. Don't speak to your mother. You grunt like the pigs you are. My mother figured that's how men should talk. <laughs> It's true. You don't think your old man grunts? Give him a steak. Honey, you like that? So specific. He's so... My He's exactly the, the opposite of what just alive is for lawn care and vehicle with maintenance. Richard Lewis. Like Richard Lewis was just all over oh, doing whatever, and he's practiced yeah. all of this. He knew he's true. putting his hands in his pockets. He planned track. that. All of this. Yeah. Yeah. That hand, Got the that John Deere 160. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just no, it's all a script. <laughs> this is all, he does it, I bet he does it the exact same time every time. Oh, it's fun yeah. that the two of us, like, yeah. the two shittiest comics in San Francisco are, like, tearing, night, I'm yeah. tearing apart 1996 My comedy. mother said men aren't men until they can find their way to Sears by themselves. That's my Sears sword. doesn't exist! Sears. Oh. That's Craftsman Past tools, all you can stick at this stuff. Thing. Come on! Right to that craftsman tool department. About, uh, uh, I walk in there, my nipples are rock hard. Come <laughs> show. They're beautiful. I can buy stuff I don't even need now. Yeah. I got a gear puller. I got no idea what that thing is. I wonder if this is before or after Santa uh, Claus. I bet it's before. But it looks good on my pegboard. Oh, 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 oh. Is this before or after tool time? That's the that altar to a man. So I'm wondering, is the Three grand worth of stuff you'll the, never the, use, right? The and the real pinheads will outline their tools. I know where that baby show, goes, right there. Stand up, yeah. I mean, I never watched. Uh, you get real weird tools, though, you know. 
It's work, but I'm working on my house. I got that. They think those were big, big brass. Yeah, absolutely. That's a power staple, sir. Taylor Thomas. Well, I need. Where is Jonathan Taylor Thomas now? 238 bucks later. I'm out stapling phone books to my brick wall. The weird trouble you get in is that home shopping thing. Oh. 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 Consumerism on the phone. Uh -huh. Tools from hell on this show. I don't Before know. internet, what? I always get sucked in a good salesman, man. Eliminate the worry, folks, of sharpening scissors at home. Oh. <laughs> Honey, forget about that check to Ethiopia. Here's a major problem here. <laughs> Six to eight weeks it shows up, you know. It's got that, all these instructions, it says attach firmly to a workbench for stability. Is chicken good? the chicken. I don't have a workbench. But I think we all know where I could buy one. But you seasoned it. There's more for your life. Thank you. Thank you. I popped out Sears, got the 164 Cubans workbench shot me crash. It's the lemon pepper is the secret. Four foot bench, 800 pounds, came in a box, yay big. Oregano, salt, paprika, uh -huh. super easy. Kid, you didn't read the circuit, so there's chicken. some assembly required. I have so much unit. pork from last oh, night. I have like no. four pounds of pork at home. I'm going to slice it thin and do something with it and bring it and do something. Sears! <laughs> Sears, yeah, Craftsman Tools. You can take them back. You can find them on the street, and you can always get new ones. They last forever. I and if they don't last, Sears, I bought some tools, boy. I got needle nose, vice grip, a monkey mother. Guaranteed, Craftsman Tools. If you find Craftsman Tools in like a garage sale, and they get broken, you can always send them back and get new ones. They're, they're worth a lot of money. They're good tools. Yeah, no. tools, boy. Is that why they're bankrupt? I got tools that fix tools. I, I don't know how that works. Like I'm, I feel terrible that I'm bored by Tim Allen because he's supposed tape. to be like. You got to have the duct tape. Mm. Duct tape. I know duct yeah. tape is hilarious. If you okay. can't fix it, duck it. That's what <laughs> I mean. Yeah, cured yeah. that little problem with the dog right away. <laughs> <laughs> but that some assembly required to hurt you or a loved one. My mom gave me a gas grill for my birthday. I got the Sunbeam 3300. Oh, yeah. If, if no one eats the food, I'll take it home, and then I'll slice it up and make it in the chicken salad, and then I'll make it on sandwiches. It's like a car bomb in that crate, though. Because I've got the witchcraft Butane hoses and tanks and fittings. Oh. And I used to shoot coals as I could so that I could save coals for the next. Ever finish something, but you still got a bag of real important-looking parts left over? Oh, yeah. Barbecues at the studio. Well, hey, honey, I, I mean, I have a barbecue He's the headliner when he's born. You should have seen I feel the flame come out of that hood. <laughs> I don't feel terrible. Fuck tomorrow. He has heard, more money than honey, all Honey, stop running around like that. You're just making those flames grow on you like, like that. Not you didn't burn that meat, did you? Like, I'm sorry. This must be like a fuel regulator them. of some sort. Just comes into town. I don't think it's supposed to spray the hair like that. Guess I don't need to tell you though, do I, huh? <laughs> Women are always mad. Women are always mad. Burn her head, she's always mad at me. Yeah. Always getting stuff dirty. Mm. I just washed that for Look what you did. Uh. <laughs> He's calling Man, back. I mean, he's doing a lot of callbacks. Good for him. I pull out the hose. What's so tough about that? 
you go, you make the house dirty. He's, He's wearing a bolo. Uh, yeah. He is, and he, that was a subterfuge dick joke, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> this is, and we should what mention, all of this has been what? clean. Yeah. This has been 100% yeah, clean. The only people being dirty are, are me. You're being clean. What's the headlight for in that thing? I've done a couple of fuck swerves. Shut the lights out. Let's scare the cat. No, it's okay. Uh, a stroller yeah. by. No power. Oh, babies have never heard that word. Oh. Same bobby pin. Never think of picking it up. He's no, never no, no, put no. the microphone in That's his hand. The he's kept job. the microphone in the stand the entire time. But because he's a well, I didn't know he's a germaphobe, but he's a good actor and he up, knows look, how to keep it, his distance and he's now. got the right volume. And he's doing his act outs and he's keeping the microphone there in the stand. No good power for him. I like to hold the microphone. So he I rewired. Yeah, this old Buick V6 but he, I drive. guess if you're going to leave the microphone in the stand, you have to know but your distance loves so that you could actually be heard. The best gift a woman can give a man is that big tool belt. Got that big cowhide tool belt. Got two cordless drills hanging low. <laughs> oh, I'm wider walking around that house. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Come on, Betty, break some. <laughs> You've been a lot of fun. I'm Tim Allen. Thank you very much. That was much. Tim Allen, everybody. Bored the shit out of me, but I guess everybody else loves that. This is the end of that. Uh, this is from all the things we saw were from 81 to 94, and they put this out in 2000. All right. Pancake, say things because I have to switch the. Uh... Okay. Well, uh, we are listening to Laugh Out Loud, Volume 1. Oh, Volume, volume 2 now. Um, I believe it was released in 2001. And uh, we're listening to uh, retro comedy. Yeah, so this next one is going to be D.L. Hughley, Jason Alexander, Rhonda Shear, Bruce Bannon, Jeff Altman, John Fox, Norm MacDonald, Paul Rodriguez, Chris Rock, the end. So the ones I know out of here, I know who D.L. Hughley is, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, I know who Jason Alexander is, mm -hmm. clearly. Never heard of Rhonda Shear. Maybe when I see her, I'll know her. Bruce Bannon. I can only think of Steve Bannon right now, but Me spelled too. differently. Jeff Altman. I don't remember who that is. John Fox. Don't know. Norm Macdonald. Clearly, we know who Norm Macdonald is. Yeah. I'd like to see what his set will be like because I don't really like him that much. And to see him in like 96, it'll be fine. Story. Paul Rodriguez. Obviously, I know who that is. And Chris Rock. Clearly. So clearly. Yeah, that... Uh uh, what did that? What was the second to the last? So now we're watching a thing of a guy going into a jail cell because don't pirate things. In fact, playing this might even be—I don't even know—but because actually that's not true. Because we're recording on top of it, we're not actually—we're creating a new piece of art right. by Creative Commons. Right. So we're allowed to do this, even though they're saying, you're in jail if you do whatever. But this is from, that there's, it's so fun to watch old videos too, and you're like, that was cool back then. Remember the Matrix? Oh shit. DVD for you, baby. Mutiny Radio FM with Hot Dirty P and Pancake. Yeah, Hot Dirty P. I'm not rapping. Come on now. DVDs are cool. So again, this was gifted to me by Scotto Walker of Flatback Plastic. 
got a whopper of flat black plastic gave you laughing out loud. Laughing out loud, America's funniest comedian. It's five CDs. Classic comedy performances by Chris Rock. Yeah! Look Norman at his hair. Oh, fuck no, he has makeup on. Jeff Altman. Bruce Bond. I know who Bruce Bond is. Oh, I don't know. Jason who. Alexander. No way. And D.L. Hewley. I know why people have to go. Yeah. And they all have the square thing. Couldn't play. I, Couldn't play. I, I saw the play. dumbest sign in the world in Los Angeles today. A sign that said, don't do drugs, call a friend. <laughs> who is this sign for? Because birds of a feather flock together. <laughs> Can you imagine one of these guys calling their friends? Hey, man, I'm in trouble. I'm about to hit the pipe. <laughs> don't do anything until we get there. <laughs> Come on, Pookie, it's a party of a man-man house. Let's go. Hell yeah. No, no, you got this, got this gang problem in Los Angeles. I grew up in Los Angeles in a gang, man. Later on, I went to college, got my life together, got a job in corporate America, which was cool, except every once in a while, I would have a gang flashback, turning a memo in spray paint. That was the end of the world. It was not cool, man. I don't know, man. It was rough growing up, because I had a rough mother, man. It was tough to be a gang member when you had to be home when them streetlights came on. Remember that, man? Didn't matter what you was doing, you knew when them streetlights came on up. Huh? I'm gonna go with Jimmy House, we're gonna play. Oh, I got to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm Remember back in the days when your mother's sole purpose in life was to embarrass the hell out of you? You'd be on the phone real late at night trying to be cool. Your mother walking there, I know. You are not on my phone this late at night. Now don't make me come in and embarrass you. It's like, damn, mama, what was you just doing? Why don't you hop on the phone? <laughs> I don't know, man. Black parents are just different than white parents. No better, no worse, no, just different. No. Why, why were so a movie they called Poltergeist. In the movie, a little white child was trapped in a TV set, and her parents started crying. Oh, Caroline's in the TV! What are we gonna do? <laughs> you know, had that been a black mother, she would have been proud. <laughs> She'd have picked up the phone, called her best friend, said, Girl, turn to channel two! <laughs> Every day in this country, four children are abducted and are killed by somebody they know every day. And white people put their picture on a milk cart. Like if you sick enough to steal a child, you was drinking milk to get that way. Y'all have missed it for two weeks, my mother put my picture on a bottle of Jack Daniels. They found me in 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, here go your son right here. <laughs> you know I damn near drank him. Remember when your mother would go act crazy, man? My mother was crazy, man. Every year, she, she'd be dying. Every year, my mother was terminally ill. Oh, oh, baby, mama gonna die. When we were kids, we'd start crying, Mama, please don't die, we love you. Y'all don't love me. Because if you loved me, you would clean your room. Well, look, Mama, we'll see you around, all right? Uh, try not to make a mess on your way out. My mother was crazy. I always let you know the rules of the house. Look, young man, I don't care how old you get. As long as you live under my roof, you'll abide by my... That's right, you can be 90 years old. Mama, can, can I go outside? <laughs> Hell no, you take your old behind in that room. My mother, man. She's great. Love my mother, love my father a lot too, man. My father, one of those guys that think he cool, but he really ain't. <laughs> you know, one of those guys that won't let go of the idea that he ain't cool no more, you know what I'm saying? Wear the short pants, the black socks, and the sandals, you know that guy? Those are the guys that always want you to go somewhere with them. Son, go to the store with me. Hey, man, forget you. I got an image. <laughs> no. 
True story, my father's the toughest man I ever knew. True story, true story. Remember, remember guys, man, when you were growing up, man? Every man tried to fight their father one time. A lot of y'all got that blank look, cuz every time you try to, you almost black out, huh? That was a butt whooping, wasn't it? And the white guy tricked me, said, look, if your father hits you, you hit him back and just run. Which sounded like a good idea. I thought I could pull it off till I hit my father. He turned to the $6 million man. Oh, ran past me to go get the neighbor so he would have an audience while he beat the hell out of me. Come on, there's gonna be a butt whooping. My son just hit me, come on. Cause you know how the fight starts. The fight starts cause you look at your father and you go, you know, 16 years old, you start looking at your father and go, he's a little older, a little slower. I can take him. But you can't. My father, the toughest man I ever knew, two stories. Six years ago, my father got hit by a train and lived. I swear to God. <laughs> now, you already think your father's a bad man, but when he gets hit by a train, it changes your whole reality. Like, can anything kill this man? Damn. I'm not lying. I came home from a date. My father was laying in bed. <laughs> Son, where have you been? I said, Dad, I was out on a date. <laughs> While you was out on a date having fun, you know I got hit by a train. <laughs> Dad, how'd you get hit by a train? How does anybody get hit by a train, fool? I was listening to Al Green, heard her knock the door, opened it up, a train came in and kicked my butt. Every time we want to piss him off, we go, Dad, woo! Thank you, you gave my name is D.L. Thanks, D.L. Next up, Jason Alexander. This is exciting! It means that somehow, somewhere, someone thinks that I have achieved at least semi-celebrity status, which is very nice. The problem is, once you've achieved celebrity-osity, you can't help but ask how you've achieved it and what you can possibly do with it to better your fellow men. So I asked myself, how did I become a celebrity? Worked for 20 years, nothing. Did one movie and became the scumbag who tried to rape Julia Roberts. He was in. He was in. Uh, he was in uh, the Forget Julia Roberts she's movie. She's playing a prostitute. So I'm great. an animal. So he was a pretty I'm a woman. He was a bad guy. But I'm an animal. So you can imagine my joy and relief to be finally playing Jerry's cute, cuddly, neurotic pal George on Seinfeld, and the show's a hit, and I'm again a record. again a sort of a recognizable figure but with a whole different image and I vowed all right Mr. Celebrity when your fellow man reaches out to you thou shalt respond well we do an episode of Seinfeld where George tells about how he was in the throes of passion with a woman in her tiny one-room apartment when he realized undeniably and overwhelmingly a certain intestinal necessity and embarrassed that it might be cacophonous and being delicate he had gas he left saying that he was in reality Batman and he had just seen the bat signal it's a joke it's a cute story I get a letter from an organization called giddy gastrointestinal distress during intercourse 
This is a large group of men who, when stressed, and particularly sexually stressed, suffer severe gastric discomfort, and they were moved, <clears throat> so to speak, by, by my sensitive portrayal, and would I come and address their membership? And I'm thinking, this is like some cosmic joke. I have sworn, sworn to reach out to my fellow man, and my fellow man is a bunch of chronic flagellators. I, I am picturing guys in bed with women locked in passion sweet song and blowing off the sheets like the finale of the 1812 Overture. It's a, and I'm being asked when to walk into an auditorium full of these guys. Somebody lights a cigarette, I'm history. The place is a powder keg. Thank you, Jason. And now, here's Rhonda Shearer. Thank you. I'm glad you're in a good mood because I'm glad to be here. I had a very harrowing experience yesterday. I had to make that annual visit to the gynecologist. Ew. Actually, it wasn't so bad. My doctor's getting old. His handshakes. <laughs> why we spend the entire day there. Um, actually, half the day, the other half, we go to the mall. <laughs> hack the jokes, hack jokes. Like Girls like to shop. Girls like to shop. I have big hair. Girls like to shop. Wake up in the morning, go to the closet, and hate everything in there, and then realize you spent the night out at someone else's house. <laughs> I like to shop. I was in this store, and this girl grabs me at the cosmetic counter. I got very paranoid because she goes, you have to start using this cream. It's great when you start to lose your looks. This is like the one thing I wish they had a lost and found department for. <laughs> See, guys don't have to worry when they start to lose their hair because they don't lose it. It starts growing into their scalp and out their nose. <laughs> then they just kind of comb it over and do that hair nose over the <laughs> It's very attractive. Um. <laughs> Oh, so anyway, I have this little spandex dress on because my boyfriend bought it for me. Guys like these little spandex dresses, don't they? They're about... They're spandex, a girl just walked by on the my street and she, her whole ass was hanging out, pancake mustard. It was to to good ass. It was a belt. Yeah, she walked by, she had her whole ass hanging out. It was great. Was that night, she had a little sunburn uh, on her butt cheeks, too, which meant she was at the worst. My Dolores. boyfriend's from, from New York, and I'm from New Orleans, so there was a major cultural difference between the two of us. So when we fight, I put on the southern accent. I said, honey, down south, we have a saying. Men are like streetcars. Another one comes along every five minutes. He said, yeah, honey, in New York, we have a saying. Women are like subways. You pay to get on, and the whole ride, you live in fear. <laughs> sure, the guys like that. This is an interesting room because everyone's so lit up. Night, uh. But I am from New Orleans, and I know you're thinking I didn't go to college, but I did with this big blonde hair. You need a big blonde hair to get into the college that I went to. Uh, I, I didn't like school too much. I took some of those great courses like Lincoln, the man, and the car. Um, <laughs> But this is true. Before moving out to Los Angeles to seek fame and fortune, I was a former Miss Louisiana. Thank you. <laughs> and I went to the Miss America pageant, and I came out 49th. Well, I would have come out 50th, but Miss Iowa couldn't get her tractor started for the talent competition. <laughs> you think it's easy to be in those pageants? It's not. You know what they do? They send you a manual on how to win. I got written instructions on how to wave properly. Elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist. Elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist. My little brother found the instructions and almost went blind. <laughs> 
Portion of the pageant where they have the top 10 girls standing there, they actually asked Miss Arkansas to spell Mississippi. She said, Why well, is that the river or the state? <laughs> <laughs> then they get to Miss Texas. Those girls place every year. She goes, Hi, I represent the Lone Star State. My name is Betty Lucu. I'm 22 and I am a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, Betty, that's why your diaphragm flew out in the middle of your tap dance. <laughs> it was a darn good talent, though. She retrieved it. <laughs> they got to me. I couldn't take it seriously. I said, hi, my name is Rhonda. I'm from New Orleans, which is also known as the Big Easy, and I think all you judges can vouch for that. <laughs> so let me ask and no one knows who the diaphragm How many people here great. are married? How many people by applause are single? <laughs> single people have so much hope. They always cheer. But you see, there's a lot of side benefits to marriage, like sex every night. <laughs> yeah. And occasionally your partner will join in. <laughs> see, I'm single, but we go through a lot of things for you guys. Like, for instance, we go out and buy those silky little teddies. Are these things comfortable to sleep in, ladies? You wake up in the middle of the night, that thing is strangling you like a noose around your neck. The panties have to be surgically removed. <laughs> and let's face it, in the middle of the day, we can look great, right? We can moose, we can quaff, we can hold over the end back. But in the middle of the night, we lose muscle control. What if he wakes up and catches us and our stomach is hanging over the edge of the bed? <laughs> then they call us up in the middle of the day and they want to talk to us from work, because they think we're running around that little silky teddy all day. You know, maybe we're doing something else. Maybe we're out in the backyard, we've got mud on our face and hands, the phones are ring. So like, babe, uh, what do you have on right now? <laughs> oh, the usual way I water the garden, buck naked with a whip. <laughs> and why is it you guys, when you take off your socks, you sniff them? <laughs> Not just one, but the other one, too? Like, is it gonna get better or something like fine wine? What's the deal here? And this makes me paranoid. After we make love, I look in the mirror. I look terrible. He looks fantastic. I figured out it's because my makeup is all over his face. I looked down, his nipples were winking at me. They were my eyelashes. I won't even tell you where my Lee Press on nails were. Uh, <laughs> just to get dressed after they know us. They don't do this on a first date. Because what does it take for you guys to get dressed? You walk past some deodorant, you jump into anything that's standing in the closet. It takes a long time to get this, you know, this messed up look. <laughs> I mean, my boyfriend's walking past the bathroom. He's going, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I go, you're making me nervous. I'm not going. I look like a dog. He said, I don't care. Just grab the water bowl. I've got the leash. Let's go. <laughs> the man isn't to working out. Uh, and see, I don't believe that. I just wear those tight spandex jeans because those things will just like hold everything up and in to unzip them. Then out pops Orca, the killer whale. Then. <laughs> Actually, my jeans are kind of like some of the men that I dated. They're tight and they give me pain and suffering. <laughs> and they shrink in cold water. Uh. <laughs> so you guys can motivate yourselves to work out, can't you? Guys can do that. They can put on their little earphones and go jogging down the street. Women have to be motivated. Like, I like to go to the gym and get behind the hottest looking chick there. You know, the one who looks like she's using her leotard to floss. <laughs> <laughs> 
Then I kind of meditate as I exercise. I hate this girl in front of me. I wish she'd fall and break her knee. Perfect breast and perfect butt. I know this chick's been liposucked. <laughs> Thank you so much. You guys are great. Yay, women are funny when they say stereotypical things and look super hot. Yay. She's great out there. Thank you, Rhonda. Not this kind of and now, here he comes. People Rich love ball. cake, but they like it better with frosting. Oh, Here's an ugly guy. Hey, I gotta tell you, what's all this business about all these postal workers going berserk? Jeez. Went to the post office the other day, half the wanted posters are their employees. <laughs> One of them was employee of the month. <laughs> these guys get depressed because I can't get promoted past the mail room. That's the only friggin' room there is. <laughs> oh, man. You know, a friend of mine told me that if I got an aquarium and I watched the fish, that could be very relaxing, and I did that. I noticed there's always one fish with one of those little poop things hanging down. <laughs> and then the other fish tell him. When you got a friend with food on his face, you go, hey, pal. And none of these fish down there going, hey, Louie. This is Bruce Bannon, and he has a big mustache. They're down by the castle going, hey, look, really Louie's got one hanging, and he's talking to Karen. Oh. Really long hair, but no hair on top of his head. you think it's no coming back to the table with toilet paper on your shoe? Try coming back while you're still dragging your business. You guys watch the Discovery Channel? I think the reason they call it the Discovery Channel is you watch it when you discover nothing else is on. <laughs> Yesterday I watched two rhinos mate for an hour and a half. Now all my pets think it's the all-animal porno network. <laughs> you guys read that new Kinsey sex survey that just came out? They found out that 42% of all women need less than 15 minutes of foreplay to become aroused. 48% need more than 15 minutes. Conversely, 97% of all men only needed to hear the words, come and get it. <laughs> He's also, he's like Tim Allen, he has the microphone in the stand. I don't know, he's is it me or does it. it seem that every time Michael Jackson gets a new body part, the less and less we see of Tito? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Tito? Props. You guys ever see these Shriner hats, these fezzes? I gotta figure thousands of years from now, they dig up our civilization, they're gonna think these are giant nipple tassels from alien strippers, huh? <laughs> no one's gonna believe we wore these on our heads. Oh, man, I went to Victoria's Secret to get something for my wife. You guys been to Victoria's Secret? Yeah. yeah, nice place. Sales lady came over and asked if she could help. I told her, no thanks, I'm just snipping. <laughs> well, I was. <laughs> but I got her those musical panties. Have you seen those? Those are cool. Embarrassing in public is every time she crosses her legs, you hear a muffled version of Funky Cold Medina. <laughs> and the speakers keep sliding out. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. <laughs> Anybody here get married in Las Vegas? Boy, isn't that a romantic town? There is nothing like hearing a minister say you may now kiss the bride. And you get one free lucky pull. <laughs> uh, my wife's pretty kinky. I just got her those magic fingers for our bed. She disconnected nine of them. <laughs> I'm watching a commercial the other day. At the end of the commercial it comes on, brought to you by the Chicken Advisory Board. What the hell do the chickens do that they need an advisory board? You got some guy in the pen going, I'm not telling you chickens you gotta do this. Highly recommend it. Worst commercial by far. Have you seen the ones for disposable depend diapers for adults? Have you seen the ones on cable? They got two guys on the golf course. One guy goes, Murray, I gotta go to the clubhouse and go to the bathroom. The other guy goes, Phil, I pinched a loaf on the 13th. 
Still clean. Poop jokes. I love poop jokes. I think thousands of years from now, when we dig up our civilization, they're going to find these things and go, wow, look at the size of the babies these people were birthing. Whoa. Uh, you guys keeping up on, you know, Joe Camel, the smoking camel for camel cigarettes? Joe Camel? Yeah, they just found a lump in his hump. And, uh, bad news is they had to remove the lump and the hump. And the good news is now he's got a great gig as a llama. There you go. I got to tell you, I want to give everybody a little water-saving tip because you never know when we're going to be in the middle of another drought. First of all, everybody's shower head is about this high. If you lower your shower head just to here, you save all that water from here to here the entire time that you're taking a shower. And that's just simple physics. Talk about bad luck today. I bought a box of Rice Krispies with Tourette's syndrome. You go, snap, crackle, you suck and chuck and piece of crap, pop. Uh, just got one of those new rear wipers for my car, and it works great, but I'm telling you, you gotta sit just right. All right. Anybody ever belong to a frat or sorority or belong to one now? I never joined one. I'll tell you what, I went to about eight meetings. They were all exactly the same. Always some guy out front going, all right, welcome to our frat. Now, what does it mean to be in Sigma Nu? It means dignity and self-respect. And I hope you understand dignity and self-respect. Now, to get into our frat, you got to ride this moose around campus naked with a jockstrap on your head singing Whip It. <laughs> I can't believe some of these uh, companies, they let merge in the products they make. You guys know the company that makes Clorox, also makes kitty litter and barbecue sauce? You got the board sitting around one day going, you know, we already make bleaching kitty litter. Why the hell aren't we making barbecue sauce? <laughs> the guys bumping each other down in research. You just got bleach on the kitty litter. No, you got kitty litter on the bleach. Hey, put another shrimp on a Barbie. That's not too bad. <laughs> that was a Reese's joke that he didn't even ask. Who is this? Where'd this guy go? He's great. I was doing some musical research, and I found out it was actually white people that came up with rap music. Only they call it square dancing. <laughs> you guys keeping up on this Jeffrey Dahmer character, a guy that ate 17 people? Whew. I can understand one or two, but 17, you're eating just to eat. <laughs> Good Dahmer joke. They found those heads rotting in the refrigerator? That shouldn't happen. Those go in the crisper. <laughs> and they found a jar of testicles in his apartment. Can you believe that? A jar of testicles? Or it's like, hey, what are you eating for breakfast? Uh, nothing, honey. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bruce Bannon, B-A-N-N-I-N. Without glasses, as you may know me, glasses tonight so I can read and let you know who's here with us. This guy looks hey, like... Man, uh, How are you folks doing? Where are you guys from? Oh, that's he looks great. like you know, uh, Bob Saget light. He looks like poor man's Bob Saget, short man's Oriental Bob Saget. get mad, they sound as if they're being electrocuted. Even if it's real low energy, it still sounds like low voltage, like... I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little unnerved tonight, a little strange. I'm missing my favorite show, Jeopardy. We have Jeopardy fans here tonight. My favorite show. I, 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 are you good? Well, yeah, I guess so. Sure. I can watch the show. I can watch the show for two weeks, not know one damn answer. 
I just, I'm very jealous of those guys that are the big winners, you know, the guys that come back week after week. You know, until you meet them. You're jealous until you meet them. Uh, my name is Floyd Gockler. I'm assistant librarian here at Wyoming State University. I enjoy reading and picking things off myself. These are the big winners. And uh, Alex Trebek can start to get to you after a while. He's just a little, I just, I see him looking at his cuffs all the time. He just thinks he's a little too cute, doesn't he? You know, Alex, and, and, and he loves, he loves when you screw up. He loves when somebody makes a mistake because he's got those little cards in his hand, you know? He can tell you what's wrong. No, I'm sorry, Bob, the capital of Yemen is Sinai. <laughs> sure, like he knew, you take away the cards, he's blank as a blackboard. He's Chuck Woolery without the cards. <laughs> My dad loves uh, Jeopardy. My dad was great. As my dad got older, you know, you can tell, dad's pants go one of two directions. As they get older, they either go like this. Uh, what's that, honey? You know, somebody left the cap off the cheese whiz. Okay, so my dad, just the opposite. He started getting older, the pants started creeping up on him. Up and up and up by the time he was 65, it was just a belt and a head, you know? need this baloney, buddy boy. I'll flip you like a cheese omelet, pal. That's right. Thank you, Jeff. Next on stage, John Fox. So, how many people think I look like Captain Kangaroo after a rough weekend? <laughs> hey, you're a sensitive group, I'll tell you that right now. For this week, we're at that stage of the relationship where you know it's over, but you hate to lose that stereo. <laughs> She's not that bright. She called me up yesterday. She said, John, the light bulb in the bathroom burned out. I don't know how to change it. I said, first, you fill the tub with water. <laughs> I like this guy. He's, he's self-deprecating oh, and weird-looking out the box. I like being a comic. Wasn't always a comic. Before I did this, I was a house painter for five years. Five years. <laughs> I didn't think I'd ever finish that house. <laughs> he's got the microphone in his hand. I like it. Hand on the stand. That's, I like. I put my hand. That was a rough gig. You got to remember a lot of drinks as a bartender. Not like a western movie where a guy would walk in only have two choices: whiskey or beer. Never heard John Wayne walk into a bar like, Oh, can you make a pink squirrel? <laughs> Slippery nipples for everyone. <laughs> I like this guy. Orgasms for my partners. Make them doubles. Wow. Who's John Fox? I've never heard of him. He's at the punchline somewhere. I like Western movies. I wouldn't want to be born into Western days, though. Doctors really weren't that hip. They didn't know what you had, they just diagnosed as a cold. <laughs> hey, Doc, I went out with Mary Lou last week. I got blisters all over my lips. <laughs> Looks like you got a cold. <laughs> Herpes is always funny. Hey, Doc, I went out with Mary Lou a month ago. Take a look at this sore puffed up zone. <laughs> Looks like you got a bad cold. Get the hell out of my office, mister. <laughs> I 
That happened once with Dennis. Dennis was like, you have mad herpes. I can't do anything. Every Western movie you've ever seen, a lady has a baby on the prairie. Always that one cowboy takes charge. He goes, all right. But he's a soap, some rags, some buckets of hot water. She gonna add the baby here? No, we're gonna wash the truck and take her to town. Salute you women for having babies. Let's face it, if men had babies, there wouldn't be any. <laughs> That's right, girls. I think guys did that thing once a month. That'd be a drag on Bellas. <laughs> Imagine carrying a tampon in your wallet. <laughs> the other things wouldn't fit, would they? <laughs> well, either just got paid or he's having his period. I don't know. <laughs> The weird thing about this is that the audience is completely lit. Oh God, oh God. It, it feels weird. I can't weird. believe it. <laughs> Guys have to call in sick for work and stuff. I'm like, hey, Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> if men had their period, but um, 25 years ago, still funny. Oh, goodness. Like a freaking river around Florida. <laughs> Been on the eating pad all night long. Next is Norm McDonald. Oh, God. Would you just leave me a camouflage shirt, put it in a closet, and I can't find that nowhere. <laughs> Sunday's my favorite day of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Sunday, Sunday's the day you get out of bed, boom, you go straight to the couch. <laughs> you don't brush your teeth. You don't comb your hair. <laughs> you just lay there and scratch. <laughs> Eat a pickle for breakfast. <laughs> Wash it down with a cold beer. <laughs> Find something to scratch. <laughs> Walk around your underwear like your dad. Where's the TV guy? your dad scratch his backside. <laughs> so he's that look in his eyes like he found something new. <laughs> Modern remote control. <laughs> Here, wake up Sunday morning, them Saturday night, Ninja hangovers. Can't <laughs> you wake up with like no two hairs in your head pointing the same direction? <laughs> your hair's got that I've been screwing against the headboard look. 
cause of a heartbeat of their own. <laughs> Your mouth tastes like you've been drinking hot dog water. <laughs> because you know what it tastes like, don't you? <laughs> Went to the racetrack the other day, I bet a horse called Boy George. <laughs> Found out it was a cow dressed like a horse. <laughs> Next race, put money on a horse called Perfect Gentleman. Horse is winning the race by 10 lengths, gets to the finish line, stops, turns around, and goes, after you. <laughs> Next race, put money on a horse called Illegal Alien. <laughs> I know that sucker can run. <laughs> he got beat by Border Patrol. <laughs> I like to gamble, boys and girls. Now, when I gamble, I want to gamble on something I have a chance of winning. Now, you seen this commercial, the girls come out and their hands for cash. These are my hands. These are my mom's. She's 30 years older, I'll bet you can't tell. <laughs> We're gonna bet, pop out those hooters. I'll tell you who's who. <laughs> I'll go you double or nothing on those jokers. <laughs> I saw my grandma's once. <laughs> like a couple bananas that went bad. <laughs> you don't laugh, guys, when you're 50, your thing looks the same way. You don't believe me, that's this man right here, I tell you. <laughs> Sit up today. I'm real sore. Called my doctor. He said, You didn't try to do one the first day, did you? I got an aunt that weighs 500 pounds. She went to a fat farm to give her a blue ribbon. She got on scales at one at a time, please. One at a time. Thanksgiving Day, she had dinner for six hours. She said, I think I'm gonna walk this meal off. She said, call me when you get to Cuba. <laughs> this is a thin conscious world. I don't think it's fair. I think overweight people are just as beautiful as thin people, huh? Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm jogging the other day. I see these two people jog by me, slim, trim. They look great. I hate their guts. <laughs> Keep the rhythm of singing this Diet Cola song. They're like, and I'm drinking Diet Cola, and it shows. I think it's about time overweight people had a theme song, too. But they can sing while they're shopping. In between the aisles, just feeling good. About myself. Candy section. I cleared the shelf. <laughs> Ate a pizza. Drank a milkshake and it showed. Good night, guys. It's been great. Thanks, John. And now here comes Norm McDonald. Oh, thanks. How are you guys doing? You all right? The weirdest show I ever saw. You ever see the dating game? That's a weird show. The prize on the dating game another contestant. Talk about cheap, you know, they chuck you somebody else. And they always do the same thing on the dating game. They get a beautiful girl, match her up with three big geeks, you know? 
Last week they had a guy, I was like a crazy guy, loony bin, psycho, wingnut, crazy guy. You can tell by the way they introduced him, you know, they go, bachelor number two is a shadowy lurking character. From no fixed address, please welcome. Guy comes shambling into the studio, well thumb copy of Catcher in the Rye sticking out of his back pocket area. And then they made the girls ask those questions. They always be laced with sexual innuendo, you know? Girl gotta go, bachelor number two, if I were a popsicle. <laughs> what would you do to me then? What? That's what it says in the card here, something about a popsicle. And then the guy goes, well, if you were a popsicle, huh? Well, first of all, I guess I'd uh, take your wrapper off. If you know what I mean. Then I'd grab a hold of your sticks. If you know what I mean. Then I'd press you against the counter till you're broken too. But put half you in the freezer till later. If you know what I mean. I, you understand what I'm getting at there? I, crazy guy that turned out to be. Ah, but everything's expensive, isn't it? <laughs> oh man, I want to buy this dog. You should have seen this dog. This guy wanted to sell me a dog in the store. It was six hundred dollars this dog? Can you believe it? Six hundred dollars for a dog? No transition, oh, man. like a professional. I was looking to pay, you know, a, a buck. I just wanted a bargain dog, a nice discount dog, a cheap, off-the-rack kind of dog, any kind of... Show me to your bin of dogs, my good man, I said to the guy. But this guy says, no, he says, he says why don't you buy this dog? He says, this, it's 600 bucks, this dog, but he says, this dog is a pit bull. He says, this dog will protect your valuables. You know? And I don't even have anything very valuable, you know. I, I buy the pit bull, that would be the most valuable thing I have. <laughs> Oh, well, they all love Norm McDonald. I'm sorry, I've never... I'd have to buy something to protect it then, you know? I'd... It's, well, it's because he has the yeah, shopping for Wolverines the next day there. No. No. Wait to sit up there. Show me something like in a Timberwolf if you could. Makeup, he has makeup on. No, you don't want a dog like that. Can I want I... a dog, do things for me, you know? Fetch my slippers and things like that, you know? Pibble won't do that. I say, hey, Pibble, fetch my slippers. You know, Pibble go, I could kill you, pal. <laughs> I'm a pit bull. Don't you read the papers or anything? I, I don't fetch slippers. I fetch people. That's all I... I could fetch you a guy. That's the best I could do. Maybe be wearing some slippers. How about I bump a guy off around bedtime? How about that? So you go all right, then. Fair I enough. I never liked Norm McDonald. Boy, those dogs will kill you fast, too, man. Just they rip your throat out. That's what a pit bull does. It goes, ah! rips your throat out, and you die. And uh, you die before he hits you. Dog be in there, you go, I think I'll have a heart attack. <laughs> when I was a kid, it was a Doberman. That was a mean dog when I was a kid. And they'd rip your throat out, too, but they'd give you a little, you know, head start. Cheekbones. That's all I can see. Doberman, see you on the street. Go, hey, your house over there? Blush and yeah. cheekbones. <laughs> and there's a woman in the thing shaking her head like, I don't get it. I know, lady, I don't get it either. I don't get it. Why are those so I, You don't even happening? see Dope Mans around anymore. You know, that because pit bulls have all the work now. They're the big dog. 
Dovemans, once in a while you see him on a street corner, you know? I Sad. hate Norm Macdonald. I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about it during this right? I'm totally so bored by him. There's, this is from 96, too. This is before he even... I'm this a Dove man. Hey. During SNL when he was boring as Got fuck. And they're like, I love Norm Macdonald. I love Norm... I don't get it. I'm sorry. I don't... He was okay on Adam Sandler's, like... Yeah, they're all gonna I don't get those you, crazy killer sort of dogs. Voice. When I buy a dog, I always try to buy a dog that, you know, if he goes berserk, I can take him. I gotta, I like to be able to beat up my dog if I have to. <laughs> I got a, I got a wiener dog. You know, I got one of those. <laughs> wiener dog can't rip your throat out, you know? Step on your punchlines, you dumb Unless you're lying down, you know what I mean about him. There's lots of money and writes dumb books that everybody reads. You'd have to be lying down sleeping, and the wiener dog sneak up late at night, start nibbling at your throat there. It's the book about it. Day by day, we get hold of a vein. He's going out of vein. It's like a fake autobiography. Oh, get away from me! He talks about how like he stalked Sarah Silverman and stuff. That's the most entertaining part of it. That's my vein back there. That's my vein you got there. I read the whole book and I was so angry at the end of it. I was like, why? Does this get to be a bestseller? Fucking bold thing. Oh, everyone loves Norm Macdonald. He's so alt. Oh no, his book. Hey, you got a wiener dog over there, huh? Who's bestseller for me? You can still look up Norm McDonald's dumb book. Okay, listen. That's the end. And everyone's the end sort of like, oh, Liz, oh, I didn't say anything. I don't even dogs, Barry. But everyone thinks I'm funny. I, I don't know everyone's cracking. Good, good, good for you. And now, here's Paul Rodriguez. People that you respect. I'm a Mexican. Just like the kind that make you mad on the freeway. Double down on the racist tropes. Yeah, 1996, baby. And, and we understand the situation. Our cars only go 35 miles an hour. Yours would too if you had 40 Mexicans in the trunk. People get upset right there behind you. Beep, beep, damn it, move, move. We gotta go to work. We don't have no works to go to. <laughs> Which leads me into Reaganomics. Yeah? From the Chicano perspective, Mexicans, we like Ronald Reagan. We don't like his policies, but we can identify with his hairdo. <laughs> he goes it back with plenty of pomade. That's enough to get the Hispanic vote. So good man, Reaganomics. Ronald Reagan and his programs. I'd like to thank him, because I'm here under the CETA program for Hispanic comedians. <laughs> but you're sitting there wondering, how do you know that I'm a Mexican? Well. Here's proof, tortillas. Yeah! Double down on the racist tropes. Tortilla in the Ladies pocket, gang. This is America. Wow. When I tell you I'm a Mexican, don't misunderstand me. I'm American. And it's great to be American, and so are all of you. Ethnic groups is what made America the unique nation in the world. Where else but in America could a Mexican girl date an Irish guy, drive a Japanese car to a Chinese restaurant, come back and be arrested by a black cop? Yeah! That's a script, baby. And that's how you write a joke. And rocks as people come. And if you are gonna be arrested, do it in Los Angeles. Because <laughs> here the police are polite and courteous. Is he mic? When they pull you well, over, he's using they say, the mic. No, he's just using. He has the is mic in the stand. Because that was some really good pickup. Well, he walked away from the mic. He kept his mouth by it though. He like kept his. He like, sure, walked around the mic. Like here and there, it's quite understandable. But the police are courteous because when they pull you over, they say, please, please pull over. Makes us feel like we got a choice. 
like we can say, no, thank you, officer. <laughs> I don't have time to chit-chat with you right now. Next up, Chris Rock. Because I'm drunk. Mm. <laughs> I'm always getting stuff. This I was born 96, a suspect. You know that? Exactly. Well, no, the, uh, no, the, all of the Los clips Angeles, that they've been using are from 81 through like 97, <laughs> but this was compilated in 2000. Oh, but it's all these things so that are happening. this See, is all I, like super old sets all from should, all kinds of people. And it's a five CD set. The fifth CD sadly isn't included in it because it, this was found I think on the street. But Just today, so there's I, the, I have the first four CDs. That was the banger. Yeah, the fifth one had Adam Sandler for the second time, which was exciting. <laughs> we might, I might put in the disc three for Adam Sandler. I mean, what are we doing at eight o'clock? Are you saying that Adam Sandler's Canada, movies aren't amazing? Did you not cry and click? Did you not cry like a baby? Jack and Jill, I did see, and I enjoyed it very much. I don't know my last son. I did love Jack and Jill there because it was Adam Sandler being his weird lady voice, and and it made me cry because he loved his sister at the end, which was his twin, which was himself. It was fun. It's fun. Yeah. That's what my mother Whenever said. I'm in defense of But we like to keep Adam up to Sandler, the times here, so we do. We cut a tortilla like this. We got Chicano Pac Man. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. a lot of big people walking. And, uh, he just turned a tortilla into a Pac Man. We just yes, missed that. Yes, like, I'm that a was Mexican, a prop. That was nice. But it could have happened to you. That in his pocket? He, was, he pulled it out of his Look pocket earlier and put it down and used it again. He's a second. He used it twice. But he broke it the second time and made it into a Pac Man. Chills up and down my unemployment check. It's it's one of those things where, ladies and gentlemen, if you've got if you've got a fun accent, use it. If you can be Chicano, fucking use the fun voice. If you're a Desi comedian and you can do the fucking Indian accent, fucking do it, yo. I I mean, whatever voice. I'm from East Los Angeles. And of course, you've heard the news. It's a violent place. There's a He's lot of good people there, but there's bad people everywhere. Because that's Chicano the way things are. I don't know. Flavor. But I used to be in the baddest gang Only of them all in East LA. I belong to the like warlords. This range. I'll give your cameras Ooh, back, okay? Let's see how he brings yeah, the audience right, back. Everybody booed him for Jewish a second. Gang across the tracks. They were the landlords. <laughs> He turned an U into a capital. Look at him. There's a Jewish person in the back. Some Jewish people, don't be offended. My father is half Mexican, half Jewish. He's a migrant stockbroker. <laughs> and when we have Passover, we serve the manachevis for everybody here. Hip joke. Thank you very much. Ah. What well, can I tell you? This is my attire. These is my pants. And these are... We wear baggy pants. Caucasians always asking us. Why do you Chicanos wear such baggy clothes? Well, it facilitates shoplifting. I can He's get a color TV set in this sucker right here. Pleated front pants. It is 1996. Plus, we can transfer life into other things. It's a lot of it's a lot of people here, especially in California, who defend different animals. Don't kill the whale. Save the seal. But no one is talking about our best friends, las cucarachas. <laughs> Cockroaches. You know why I admire cockroaches? Because they are survivors. After the Russians bomb us, we bomb them. Roaches shall inherit the earth. Because you can't kill them. 
the thing I love about cockroaches is that they are so they fit in. They blend in wherever they are. Also, he's kept the they microphone take up in the, the stand ethnicity the whole time. of whoever's house they live in. The roaches just, in my apartment are Chicanos. You can tell. It's usually joke workshop, so we might as well break it down, right? But like when he's so he's doing act out and he chooses to leave they it in the stand. They write their names on your refrigerator. Well, he's projecting. He's projecting to the room. And they obviously have room mics around, so if he can project, he can project. Because all of that boils down to the point I'm trying to make. You know what he's making? Is that here we are, and we've got no choice but to get along. Because in every race, God put brilliant people, and put stupid people, and put pretty people, and put ugly people. And ugliness is a statistic. <laughs> Look around, there's some here. How many people here are ugly and know it? <laughs> I guess you want me to point you out, huh? Statistics are that one out of every six people on Earth is ugly. So what we can so say is because he has a microphone still on the stand, this is, this is a testament to They're the sound looking, person well, because everything can be heard. So good on you. All right, Thank our you, last Paul. comedian yeah, on this. Chris oh, my God, Chris Rock. Chris Rock. So what's up? Look at his hair, kid and play. So perfect. I'm wearing a leather jacket. Uh. So it's prostitute? Asked her how much? She said, $300. I'll do anything you want. He said, bitch, paint my house. <laughs> <laughs> Microphone out of the stand. So I had a lot of jobs before I got into comedy, man. I used to work at McDonald's. I was at McDonald's making minimum wage. You know what it means when somebody pays you minimum wage? You know what they're trying to tell you? It's like, hey, if I could pay you less, I would. <laughs> Bust against the law. A lot of people want to get rid of the minimum wage. Stupid. You know what would happen if there was no minimum wage? Nobody would get paid money. People would be like, so what you make this week? Yeah, a can of spam and a toenail clip. So a big election year this year, man, big election. You know what I hate about election years? It always put down women as a minority. So it's like blacks, Hispanics, and women. Don't women outnumber everybody? So how can you be a minority if you outnumber everybody? That's impossible, man. There's a lot of women out there, man. There are more women than roaches, okay? <laughs> a lot of women. When you think about real hard, women should rule the world. You're smarter than us. Yay, yay, thanks, Chris Rock. You're more mature than us. You outnumber us, you live longer than us, but you don't rule the world. You know why? Because we can knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> Misogyny is always funny. It's the bottom line, man. Education don't mean nothing. Nothing. You could have a million dollars in the bank, be the head of IBM. There's a guy, a little guy, right now working at a gas station that can't read or speak English that could beat the mess out of you, all right? <laughs> Margaret Thatcher, the most powerful woman in the world, I will kick her ass. Yeah? <laughs> now, I'm a little guy, but I'll beat Margaret up in a minute. Uh, but I like women. My mother's a woman. That helps. Uh, you know, a, a lot of difference between men and women. One big difference, women are attracted to fame. A lot of women will sleep with an ugly, famous guy just because he's famous. And they will go, well, I don't like him because he's famous. He's got that certain something. That million dollars, that's what that song is. 
Like Mick Jagger gets laid all the time. If Mick Jagger drove a cab, he'd be the ugliest man in the world. <laughs> women are into that. Men don't care anything about fame. You know, I never heard a man in my whole life go, you know that Roseanne is hot, man. Oh. Roseanne is hot. Come on, bro. Drugs. I don't get high, man. I don't do any drugs whatsoever, which is kind of like a handicap nowadays. You realize when you don't get high, everything you do wrong is completely your fault? <laughs> it's all your fault, man, because there's no rehab for stupidity, okay? Delayed clock break. Fucking Chris Rock, motherfuckers. I remember I crashed my father's car. Came in this plea precinct, it's like, was it drinking? Was it smoking? I said, no, sir, your son's an idiot. <laughs> I, I hate drugs. I hate like athletes on drugs. I think athletes on drugs should be punished more severely than everybody else, because they're role models. And kids follow their role models. If you tell a kid, oh, don't be like Dwight Gooden, be like me. Where's the kid see? The kid sees Dwight Gooden driving by the Mercedes Benz while you're waiting for the number four bus, right? <laughs> you got a lot of commercials to stop kids from using drugs, but who do they use? Drug addicts. Yeah, that's real smart. Yeah, that's kind of like using a bunch of diabetics in a Snickers commercial. <laughs> yeah, when I bite into a Snickers, I go blind. <laughs> <laughs> Just one rib. A lot of drugs. <laughs> why? One Cops rib. are paid off, that's why. Cops are very much paid off. Cops always say, we're looking for drugs. We're trying to find drugs like they're so hard to find, okay? You know, if a cop can't find drugs and a 14-year-old high school dropout can't, what does that tell you, okay? <laughs> Okay, when you see a Mercedes Benz in front of an abandoned building, drugs ain't too far, all right? You see a heliport on top of a liquor store, all right? Heliport on top of a liquor store. It's what's happening right now. Send me my white claw, bitch. <laughs> Come to me by flying oh, I was in South Africa the other day. Oh, was it Boston? Did something happen in Boston in 96? What happened? I don't care. All right, so. <laughs> you know what I noticed in life? White guys have quality, dirty magazines. White guys have Playboy and Penthouse and Hustler. You know what black guys have? Players Magazine, the lowest, dirtiest, nastiest magazine on the face of the earth. The Never pictures aren't even in focus. That's how bad it is, okay? Never heard of it. You, you get Playboy, the girls are posed all sexy, magazine. they're happy, they're just happy, they're naked. You get Players, the girls are mad, they're like... <laughs> you get Playboy, the girls, they're airbrushed, you don't see any marks whatsoever. You get Players, you see like the stretch marks from the eight kids she had. <laughs> See a bullet wound in the behind? <laughs> Yo, thanks a lot. I'm out here. Chris Rock, everyone. Chris Rock. Laughing out loud. That was uh, 8194 outtakes from the Comedy Improv. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm gonna switch the CD and, and we'll be right back with uh, more strange comedy until we get bored of it.
All right. Disc three loading. Disc three is really exciting for me because it has Adam Sandler on it. Really, Adam Sandler. And here's that same warning that if you try to pirate anything, God help you. Federal law provides civil, severe civil criminal penalties. You're going to jail if you play this. If you do this. Because we are on Mutiny Radio and we're doing artistic stuff on top of it, it's not a big deal. So you are, if you're listening, you're at the end of Joe's workshop. We're just about to go into... I don't even know what's next. It doesn't matter. Hour three. Hour, th- hour three here of comedy. We're learning. It's funny because I never watch professional comedy, but I'll watch old stuff. I don't with that. Yeah. Because uh, it's just things now. But this is someone else's competition. They put this in front of our focus group. Okay, so this is Disney. Out Loud, America's Funniest Comedian. Featuring classic comedy performances me, by Pam Benjamin and Pancake Mono. hanging out. Oh, Hammond. dear Lord. The Who's going to be the unknown comics going to be on this? Steve McGrew. Oh, yeah. The legendary wid. Janine Garofalo. Janine Garofalo. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. And Jeff Jeff. 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 That is the truth I am from the South. Anybody else from the South? Look All how right, cute got he is. A few See, that's something I've learned. I've learned traveling the country. If one thing, it's hard to be cool with a Southern accent. It, it really is. I mean, cause like other people, like like New Yorkers, New Yorkers can come down south. You know, they just try to fit right in. It's like, yo, pass the freaking grits, y'all. All right. And people are screaming, why? You can't do that with a Southern accent. You you could take a Southerner to a nude beach on the French Riviera. We'd be out there going. Damn, this looks like a good place to fish here. Ed, bring the cooler. I found a spot. We're yeah. going up to naked women. Hey, you don't know where we pick up some red wigglers, do you? But enough about me. How about y'all? By, by applause, how many of you are single? How many single people we have here tonight? Jeff Foxworthy, like to now, and wearing a bolo tonight. All right, Another now, how many of you are married? Ooh. Should be the rest of you. No, it's hard to think at that point. And you can tell that this is definitely from the 80s because of the hair. And and I don't think even single people realize this, but but married people love to work at the same place you work. Because you're entertainment to us. Is he timeless? He looks like Zach Wiseman. You staggering into work wearing the same thing you had on yesterday. Oh my God. Maybe a little gravel and carpet fuzz on the back of it. look like Jeff Fox movie. That's insane. That's hilarious. Oh my God. The top of your hand covered with ink stamps. Right. Yeah. So much better than Jeff Fox. Well, that's your job when you're single. Your job is to go out and raise hell at night. When I was single, it was my job. I was good at it, too. Yeah? I could oh, yeah. stay out late. And you know you're out too late because you come home and there's like two white guys boxing on ESPN. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the girl with the good hair is laughing. Oh boy, act out like you carry. If you learn nothing else tonight, folks, if white guys are boxing, get your butt in the bed, okay? It's not quality entertainment. I used to come in like that. Hell, I'd I'd stagger in there to my bedroom, grab the covers on my bed, pull them back. I'd put one leg in there. The alarm clock would go off. I'd turn it off, pull that leg back out, and go, hell, that didn't take long. Gonna be a bad day at work today, boy. 
Everybody's had at least one day like that? Where you felt so bad you couldn't make it to work? And you had to call them. Remember that dreaded phone call? The one you practiced before you actually made it? Yeah. <laughs> I am very sick. I think it's the one-day flu. Oh, the whiskey flu, bitch. And half the time I'd call them, I'd just tell them the truth, you know? Hello, boss. I'm sorry, but I will not be able to come to work today because I cannot find my clothes. <laughs> well, I appreciate your concern, but I think if I find my house, they'll be near there. Single life is tough. And you ever notice this, too? Like, single people always have He's the best funny. sex stories, too, don't they? Yeah. And we know this because they share them with everybody. <laughs> you know somebody like this. You, you see them in the yeah. break room at work, this you know, saying hurtful. things like... Well, he's got a lot of energy, at least. So there I was. He's, like, at least committed to something. Tied up to her bed. Had motor oil smeared all over my body. She came in the bedroom with a saddle and a set of jumper cables. See, married people just can't compete with this, you know? <laughs> like, what are we gonna come back with? Well, you know, last night, M Marge was vacuuming in her good robe. <laughs> she went down to get underneath the sofa. I thought, hell, I can watch Bonanza anytime. <laughs> But we, I love being married. I found out something from being married. Girls, sometimes you'll ask us guys questions, and, and there's not a right answer we can possibly give you. I, my wife will say this to me. Honey, I want you to tell me if I start getting fat. I always go, all right, you tell me if I start getting retarded. Using the R, the hard R. Well, don't even ask this. Girls, see, men like to sleep indoors, all right? <laughs> There's not a guy in his right mind gonna tell his girl she's getting fat. Your girl can weigh 3,000 pounds. You'd be going, you got a real tight butt, Tundra. I swear you do. Tundra. But at least women worry about this. Because, men, we don't give a damn if we get fat. No, Never seen a fat guy at the bowling alley going, hey, Chuck, is my figure unattractive? Do me a favor, watch my butt when I bowl. Tell me if it jiggles. <laughs> Nowadays, that's what women Girls, do. don't ask this one. A night like tonight, you're in public somewhere where you got, don't tap him on the shoulder. Point to another woman and go, honey, do you think she's pretty? I always go, Lord, no, I hate blondes with big, firm breasts. <laughs> I feel lunch coming up. I'm sick as a dog here. But I do like married life. My wife and I, we've been trying to have a kid for about six months, I guess, and she's not pregnant yet, but I figure if you gotta be a failure at something, all this is about as much fun as anything, so. <laughs> But my wife is concerned nothing's happened. She called one of these fertility clinics. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And in talking to these people, they told her, they said, well, it's easier to check men than it is women, so send your husband down first. And I am not doing cartwheels about this decision. But I told you, a friend of mine had been through it. He said, Jeff, it's not a bad deal. He said, you go down there. He said, they give you a little cup and a, a Playboy book. He said, you take them off in a little room and just do what you're good at, you know? And I was thinking, well, hell, I hope it's an issue I don't have, you know? 
Because that would be embarrassing. Do you have another month? This isn't doing anything for me here. Somewhere the redhead, if you got it, yeah. Oh, there's a redhead in the audience. So they had a camera But I went to this place. About three weekends ago, I'm Thanks down there. Heads. and I'm waiting out in the lobby. The nurse calls me in, and she just hands me a cup. No book, just a cup. And I'm bumming. I figured I paid for the book. I want the dang thing, you know? But I took the cup because I, I got a real good imagination. I went off in the little room they gave me and, you know, did what I was supposed to do. And then I waited a few minutes because I didn't want to look like a circus freak, you know, when I came back out. <laughs> so I got my cup. I'm walking back down the hall. I found the nurse. I handed her the thing. She said, we don't do that here. We just need a urine sample. Oh, look at that much. turn. And that's when he ended on. That's great. Thanks, he built Jeff. it up and he actually Next made up. me laugh at the end. Yeah, Yay. <gasps> Next is Adam Sandler. Next is Adam Sandler. Yay. from New York. And uh, my last... Uh, my stay in New York was kind of weird. Oh I had a cab driver acting peculiar. We were driving along, me and a cab driver, and he, he killed a dog on the way. Uh, he didn't hit the dog with a car, he just got out and stabbed the dog. He, 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 uh, he hacked it apart. And uh, that was, the first thing I thought was no tip. You know, I'm not going to tip this guy. You know? Not because he killed the dog, just because 30 cents clicked in the meter while he was doing it. You know? and I don't get that kind of bread right now. I don't have that kind of money. You know, not yet. I will someday, I'm sure, but right now I don't. Yeah. Huh? A lot of good-looking girls here tonight, huh? Holy boy. All right, easy. All right, the girls, uh, girls, uh, I don't like, good-looking girls kind of intimidate me a little. I get nervous talking to them. I saw this cute girl on the street today. I was with my friend. I said, boy, I wish I could ask her out, but I don't know what to say. My friend said, just ask her out. The worst she can say is no. So I asked her out, and she said, get away from me, you loser. And, uh, I was kind of like, I, I think you broke the rules there, huh? And, uh, Who's that? Um, yeah, no, don't get me wrong, I do okay with the chicks. I got a cute girlfriend now, anorexic girl. Uh, actually, I've been seeing less and less of it, but... Uh, oh. Hold on, hold on. No. No. No, I, uh, no, I do all right. You know, I, got, I really do have a girlfriend now, and uh, she, uh, it's terrible. She's an English major in school, and she's smart, and I'm, you know, I'm not too swift, and it's kind of off balance, the whole relationship, you know? She says these words to me, like, you know, uh, um, your slightest touch propels me into a universe of passion where you rule benevolently over all my emotions, and I'm like, uh, you got great jugs. Yeah. <laughs> I like them, you know, when you walk and they bounce. <laughs> I like that, how they bounce, you know? You don't even know what they're doing, but they're bouncing. I like <laughs> it's cool the way that works. Yeah. Adam Sandler's like 22 yeah. here. This is I'm not great. that dope. You know, I'm not. I mean, I finished a big book the other day, 421 pages. That's a lot of coloring, you know, when you think about it. There, <laughs> I, uh, I had crayon cramp for a while, a little crayon cramp, but I, you know, I went through with it. I did it. You know. I'm away from home. I am away from home. It's horrible being away from home. I talk to my father a lot on the phone. He's always like, uh, marry a girl with the same belief as the family. That's a big thing. Marry a girl with the same beliefs. I'm like, Dad, why should I marry a girl who thinks I'm a schmuck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Megan. Aunt Faye, I got an Aunt Faye. It's kind of a, she's an old lady. She's got a big mouth on her. She's a very ugly lady, big mouth. I don't like it that much. She's got a, very large. She could smoke a Duraflame log. She got like a big, huge mouth. But uh, she's got a big mouth. I don't like it that much. But uh, she always gives me words of wisdom a lot. You know, like a cantaloupe 
It's bigger than a lampshade, but you can't use a doorknob as a toaster, you know? <laughs> you know, I live by that. You know, she's older. She's older. She's been around a block. She knows what she's saying, you know? You gotta listen to you, you know? You gotta listen to your elders. My grandmother's an old lady. She always says the same thing to me, too. My grandmother, she says, I am old, but if I had a chance to relive my life, I wouldn't change a thing. I have no regrets. That's a little stupid. I'm 22 now. I think I changed a few things. Like, when I was 15, I fell down a flight of stairs. I think I'd hold on to the handrail next time. You know? <laughs> I was 22. I was right when I said My grandmother's... Uh, uh, deaf in both ears, so we bought her two hearing aids, and she kept putting them both in the same ear. So she's deaf over here. She's got like bat-like hearing over here. <laughs> Did somebody say nursing home? <laughs> also, uh, she wears glasses, you know, to see far away. Then when she reads, she doesn't need them anymore. She takes them off, puts them on top of her head, forgets they're up there. She's got like 14 pairs lined up in her head. <laughs> and, uh, she lives down in Florida. Every time she goes outside, a little fire starts in her head. <laughs> Remember well, when Adam Sandler was funny? <laughs> I've been feeling well lately. Here. Been a little sick. I'm all right, though. Thanks. I'm feeling a little better. When I'm sick, my mother's always telling me, drink liquids, drink liquids. That's a big thing. And I think she's right, you know, because every time I drink a solid, I choke. I, uh... <laughs> I was drinking a steak the other night, and I found it to be very uncomfortable, you know? I was going, oh. It was a big steak, you know? I should have chewed it. should have chewed it. I lived in New Hampshire for a while, and I'm Jewish. Um, being Jewish in New Hampshire was kind of difficult, you know? A lot of the kids started trouble. Some of the kids, anti-Semitic, used to throw pennies at me, but uh, I saved those pennies. And, uh, now I have my own business. I make them all work for me. And I make them call me Mr. Boss Man. <laughs> Being Jewish in a non-Jewish town was the worst. Yeah, I played in the church league basketball, and uh, I was on St. Catherine's, and uh, the only Jew on the team, every time I walked nights. out on the court, they'd blow the whistle, foul! I was like, I didn't do anything. You killed Jesus. <laughs> all right, folks, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of the show. Yay! I'm so glad he talked about the basketball at the end because Eight Crazy Nights is all about basketball, which is silly. Janine Garofalo, oh my Good. God, look at her. Okay, look at I'm that dress. Jump right in. That's so 1997. Okay. Uh, about two weeks ago, I turned 26, which is really so Whoa. unlike me. <laughs> but just to add to my feelings of uh, melancholy and underachievement on that day, I got my purse stolen. So naturally, yeah, thanks. So naturally, I felt uh, I had to embellish on my insurance claim as is the law and everybody has to do it. I was like, yeah, I had a lot of money in there and some jewelry, portable CD player, pair of skis, <laughs> silver goblet, 14th century, things of that nature. As usual, my bank, God love them, bent over backwards not to help me out, which is really nice. I think I have that same dress. And how am I going to get tough with them? What am I going to say to them? How, I've had it, but, but what do I say? Hey, look, pal, I'll take my $14 right out of this bank, <laughs> and I'll put it in a coffee can under my bed. What do you think about that? <laughs> not much. So anyway, let's see what else is going on. And my airline, okay, I took the red eye recently to New York City. 
And I decided I didn't want to take that, so I called them up to get a little assistance. You know, I paid $620. You'd think I could get a little assistance. But apparently, I discovered I had purchased the immutable fascist, you can just sit in your seat and shut your hole ticket. That's what I had. I didn't know that. I didn't know I had that, but I did. So that was really nice, you know. And they like pick up the phone, hi, this is Donna, how can I help you? Well, fine, why don't you do that? Why don't you help me? Why don't you just, if, if you're not gonna, then just say what you mean. Hi, this is Donna, give it a rest, man. Do you, do you have something else to do? Cause you know, I know I do. <laughs> All right, bye. This, this being your comedy phone here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if I was doing improv sketches, I would hold the phone thusly, but I'm not, I'm doing stand up. Here you go. Okay, so anyway, then, you know, after that whole debacle's over, I, f I figure I'm gonna get myself a little frock for the show. I'm gonna get a little thing for the show. So I go to one of those hipper-than-thou boutiques, you know, on, in West Hollywood, you know, where whatever's in fashion then, you'll pay too much money for it, and then it'll be out of style by the time Jack Hay brings on the next act. That That's what that would be. So I go in there, and the obligatory hip oriental behind the counter was really mean to me. <laughs> She was really mean to me, and which, which brings us to the philosophical question, exactly how hip do you have to be? And this, look at me, look at me. I have dyed my hair black, okay? I have the matte red lips. I have powdered down my face to that smooth, cadaver-like finish that is so popular. Yes, I admit it, anorexia continues to elude me, but, but I have tattoos, three of them, you know? And you would think that bodily mutilation would give an eating disorder a real run for its money. You know what I mean? But apparently not, so. A little bit about me, okay. Uh, as, as was mentioned earlier, I was born and raised in New Jersey. Um, thank you, thank you. I left my house when I was 17, and that is about 56 in dysfunctional family years. That's what that is. You know, every year we just pile in the car, vacation, drive 80 trillion miles just to prove we can get along in any setting and pay for it too, which is nice. And I, I came across this photo, and uh, I don't know what you're gonna think about this, in the photo album recently, and... <sighs> All right, um, there's a picture of my mom, like pregnant to here, cigarette dangling, mowing the lawn, right? <laughs> and then there's my sister in an overturned playpen with a rock on top of it. Wait, it gets better. And then there's, there's me. My mom claims whenever she put me down, I was little, I would just take off running. Don't know why, you know? But, so, there's, okay, my little incarcerated sibling, and then there's me tied to a tree with a jump rope. See what I'm saying? I'm tied to a tree, like little suburban hostages, you know? It's just, now see, that's either really funny or it's not, and therein lies the rub, you know? And here I am, so, and, uh, so I figured, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get away from you crazy people and I'm gonna grow up and go to LA and hang out with actors and comedians because they're a lot more mentally stable. <laughs> and, and that's what happened. Have you ever had the misfortune of hanging out with actors and comics? Man, talk about not connecting with anyone ever, ever. I, I, haven't, I haven't had anybody listen to a word I've said since uh, 1986, I don't think. And, now they're just waiting for you to finish your mouth moving so they can jump right in. <laughs> Maybe it would help if I actually listened, but you know, they're just talking trash. You know, I don't, I don't think I need to do that, so.
thanks for the positive reinforcement, everyone. But anyway, so you hang around with comics and actors, kind of getting to know you. Late at night, you're having coffee, you're noshing, what have you. It's like a psychotic poker game all of a sudden. It's like, okay, I'll see your alcoholism and low self-esteem and raise you one fear of intimacy and an ego trip for two. How's that? Good night. Good night. Thank you, Janine. And here he comes, the legendary Wid. Coming out, Mick Jagger. All around the world. Here's Mick Jagger when it's very cold outside. Yeah, looks like a Smurf's butt, don't it? 